Every day, Every day. millions of mums leave their families to battle the daily stress of a 9-to-5 job. But here at Mumpreneurs Online, we do things a little differently. What if you could have the freedom to work when and where you want with your own online business? This is the Mumpreneurs Online Podcast. And to tell you more, here's your host, Fiona Lewis. Well, hi there. It's Fiona Lewis from Mumpreneurs Online, and welcome back to the Mumpreneurs Online podcast. One of the things I really love about being an entrepreneur and hanging out with other entrepreneurs is I meet some really, really cool people. And recently, I was at an event with Pete Godfrey, who is the Wizard of Words, one of Australia's top copywriters, and I was fortunate enough to come across a man by the name of Kurt Johansson. Now, when I met Kurt, it was very obvious to me that he was going to be a really great asset to bring into our community at Mumpreneurs Online because he has a skill that a lot of people are really lacking in, and it's, it's an area that people really, really struggle in, and struggling in, and that is email marketing. Just to give you a little bit of information about Kurt, now, Kurt has, has an MBA and also has a banking and business marketing background. He's a sought-after business coach, mentor, and now Australia's leading email marketing coach and advisor. In fact, he is the go-to person all the leading email marketing experts seek out for help. His success has led him to being known internationally as Australia's leading email marketing coach. In simple terms, he is an email marketing consultant. His methods include teaching business people a step-by-step process to get their marketing emails opened, read and acted upon, which is something I know a lot of businesses really struggle with. And it's worked for him and many others. And if you use his methods as described, and I'm sure we're going to go through this in today's podcast, there's a really good chance that they will work for you as well. So if you're a business owner or just even a startup enterprise, a mumpreneur working from home, then the tips he's going to share are going to help you in a very big way. So today you'll gain much insight and learn an abundance of tips, techniques and strategies to get better results from your email marketing campaigns when you do. So it's my pleasure to talk to Kurt today and to bring him into our community and share everything. We'll share as much as we can get out of him in half an hour about email marketing. And I'm sure that we can all do that little bit of extra help to make our email marketings more effective, can't we, Kurt? We sure can, Fiona. <laughs> so thanks for coming on the call with us today, Kurt. Would you like to share a little bit more about how you got into the world of e- email marketing? Oh, absolutely, Fiona. Um, the main reason was, as a business coach, as you described in the intro, I was seeing a lot of my clients weren't marketing at all. And I talked to them saying, why aren't we doing any marketing? And they're saying, it costs too much. They don't want to go on TV. They don't want to go on radio. They don't want to do a direct mail. They had this perception in their brain, marketing costs a lot of money. So the majority of my clients who are my coaching clients in business were being very reactive in business. They would just go to work, open the door, wait for the phone to ring, and that's all they did. So uh, I got into email marketing basically because it is the most cost-effective, affordable means of marketing a business can do. Once you set it up, you can get a message out to your crowd very, very easily. And it also means that we can ask for information from our clients as well. So email marketing for me was something that I was doing, but I took it on more full-time when many of my clients weren't doing any marketing, if that makes sense. Oh, it totally does. And um, as I'm listening to you, I'm thinking, especially for our community and the audience that are listening to this podcast, are women working from home. So they don't, probably don't have the big marketing budgets that you talk about when it comes to radio and TV. So this is why I'm really excited to have you here today. Email marketing is such a great medium for them to reach their target market. 
Oh, oh yeah. Um, to, to help in a dollar sense for people, I, I tend to say to, to, to my clients, your marketing budget should be around the 2% mark on what your gross turnover is. So to give people an idea. So if you're turning over, like many businesses, between 50000 or just starting up, you know, that only gives you about $1,000 a year. If you're turning over 100000 it gives you $2,000 a year that you can send on, spend on your marketing. Of course, you can spend a lot more, but you should be doing that. I've clients who turn over $1 million, $2 million, $5 million, and I've got a client that turns over $60 million. And we try to equate that if you're turning over, I saw one today, $1.4 million, so you should be spending $28,000 a year at least on your marketing. So they can afford the brochure, the direct mail, they can afford to do other means of marketing, a, a glossy brochure sort of per se, but we also complement it with a lot of email marketing. For someone who's turning debt not as much, then email marketing is affordable. They can get their message out. So what I was able to do by looking at the email marketing then saying, okay, let's hone the skill here. Let's see what works, what doesn't work. And I spent all the years and all the hard yakka looking at all the uh, email marketing experts around the world and what they were doing. And I was able to put together a few reports, one called Seven Killer Tips to Get Your Emails Read. And it actually hones down, follow these steps, and email marketing works better for you. Well, I'd really love to pick up on that, Kurt. I mean, the seven killer tips to get your emails read. I mean, if I knew those, I would just be very excited. So can you maybe share some of those with us? Look, I'll take you through, Fiona, on the plan that I put together. Now, these are tried and proven steps. These aren't ones that uh, I found in a book and then I try to market these out there. These are put together through, as I mentioned before, years of honing a skill into email marketing. They've worked for me and they work for many of my clients and I've got many, many testimonials to prove that these steps work. And I suppose the first thing that people must take on board if they're going to be serious about email marketing is to get rid of the email addresses like Yahoo, Gmail, Hotmail, etc., the free services if they're serious about email marketing as a business. So what I'm trying to suggest there is, and it's a quote that I like to use, if you're going to be in business, be in business. That means you have to go and get your domain name. So you need to call yourself something. For instance, my company is called Johansson International. Um, It's Johansson International Proprietary Limited. And my email address that I put out there around the world is kurt at johanssoninternational.com.au. So I have that uh, domain, that website. So you don't want to email market first. So one of the first tips is don't email market through a Gmail account, a Yahoo account, a Hotmail account if you want to be serious about being in business because you'll be seen as a small player and somebody who's just using a generic cheap email address. Yes. Okay. So when you're saying don't use an account, it's it's the address you're talking about because I actually do use Gmail as my email client, but I have my business emails filtered in in and out of that using Google Apps. Yep, and all of that will work because that's some technology behind. I'm a fan of Gmail, and uh, I use Gmail account. I certainly have one myself to go and search and maybe put into other downloads that I'm after. But when I'm sending out an email, a marketing email to my crowd, it comes from, if they put their, the easiest way, if they put their the cursor right mouse clicked over the where it's coming from. It comes yes. from Kurt Johansson. The email address reads Kurt at johanssoninternational.com.au. Yeah, no, so I, people can see it's a business. Yeah, and I completely agree. It gives the impression that you're a well-established, serious business as opposed to a hobby business working from home. 
Oh, absolutely. Um, I'll, I'll get many emails like most people do, and they'll look at it and they'll, they'll come in, someone from Hotmail, and go, it's a free address. Someone from Gmail, oh, yeah, I can see what you're doing, but it's still a free address. Someone from Yahoo, yes, it's still a free address. Live, and anything to do with Big Pond or something of those nature, they're all addresses that we get when we open up email or we go over to the internet, but they're, they're not from – they shouldn't be used to go out and hit your clients and in the end what you're trying to get them to do is give you some some money or some sort of a reward back. So it should be from an address that looks like a business address. Fantastic. All right. That's a great tip. What about number two? What would be on your next All list? All right. Well, this comes into now what's called the subject line. So the first thing is you have a recognisable ad- uh, name. So mine comes from, for instance, Kurt Johansson. And then I'll always open up with um, hi and put their first name in the subject line of the email. I found over the years that personalisation in the subject line is so important and you get greater open rates by using it. Now, there's a big query here because I, I see a lot of email marketers come around uh, or send me emails and they may not personalize. But if you can put, I put like it'll be hi Fiona or hi Fee or it'll be, um, you could use hello. But I always personalize the subject line. And then in the subject line also is a type of a curiosity line as well. So something that's there that people may be curious to click and open the email. And that's what you're trying to achieve in the subject line. Have you got any examples of these curiosity headlines? The curiosity headlines are it's going to sort of be very specific to a person's crowd or client base. But here's one that what you don't do. So an example that you wouldn't do is so it might be use Barry's use newsletter issue number one. So that could be um, hi Paul, um, here's my newsletter number one. Or you know, and and taking people, you'd be better off saying, uh, "Hi, Paul. Um, inside nine tips to help you paint your house quickly." Yep. Okay. So what you're trying to do is give them some tips or uh, an indication of what's coming, just not a boring headline. And the easiest way to to look at that is to try to create a curiosity because. The email subject line only is there for one purpose, and that's so they double-click and open your email. That's the only particular reason what uh, why you have it. Yeah, and, and sometimes it's those really quirky headlines that make you click through, isn't it? Because you think, what's that all about? Oh, look, absolutely. There's, there's uh, a formula to that you can use and in particular there's you know here's how to or what makes a successful keep it use it enjoy it one of the greatest uh, open rates that I had on an email that I've just put in there um, hi Fiona and I put in there it was uh, I quit and that's all I wrote yeah and I just it was just amazing how many people opened that email to find out what I was doing and what I was doing, I was, I was quitting, and it, and it wasn't untoward, I was quitting a, a specific thing that I needed to get out of my life. But the, the subject line only served one purpose, to get the email open, and it certainly did that. You could have in there a valuable gift enclosed, we're giving away, um, seven, seven magical tips to how two natural foods can prevent, and that's trying to create a curiosity that people will double-click, open up the email to read what actually what it's about. So it needs to be specific to 
your list and in my book seven killer tips which at the end of this will give people the the chance to download for free um i do list around about 20 or 30 different curiosity subject lines that they can use as a template in there wow so that's almost like a swipe file for people Oh, absolutely. Swipe it, use it, change it, and but it needs to be sp- specific. So you don't. One of the things about the subject line is don't con people. You don't have put something there that when they open up the email, it has got nothing to do with it. Mm. it there must be a link. Yeah, well, it's got to be congruent, doesn't it? Yeah, absolutely. So probably in a nutshell, what I talk about here is that, you know, you always start the subject line with the recipient's first name. I found you get far, far greater open rates. Um, what you're trying to do is in the subject line is to, I'll give some some more formatting here. Subject line should only be around six to eight words. Mm-hmm. Um, it shouldn't ca- contain any more than around about 50 characters. Great, yep. So the sole purpose is just to have it strong enough to get your email open. That's all you're really after. Curiosity works the best. And spend a lot of time coming up with a different subject line. There's, there's two rules of thumb here is that uh, as a copywriter myself, often I'll, I'll come up with the subject line and I'll, I'll, have a, I'll have a go at that. I'll write the email, but then in my email, I know that I've got a better one and I'll go back and change the subject line. I've got other people who are copywriters who will say they won't even touch the subject line until after they've written the email and then they'll write three, four, five, ten different subject lines to try to get the best. I'm a, I'm a person in my brain who says, that's my subject line for this email so I can write the copy. Then, the copy being the email, then I go back and said, but I can improve that subject line now so I go back and change it that way. Right. Fast track the success of your online business. Download Fiona's free e-course, The Three Big M's, the three biggest mistakes that most women make with their online business and how you can avoid them. Go to mumpreneursonline.com now. So it's really one of the most important parts of your email, isn't it? If you don't get your the name right that is coming from you, if you don't have the email address that is coming from a legitimate place, if you don't have the subject line reading as a curiosity to link into the email, then you're going to be battling. Mm. Get that, that right at the start and then people are going to say, okay, I'll read to see the or to find out what else you've got to say. Yeah, okay. So once they've clicked through, what's your next tip? Now, mobile phones come into big play here and iPads, etc. as well. I like to have what's called an email headline now. Now, the, he- the email headline can be longer and would be longer than the email subject line. And one of the things here, if a person, a person is reading their emails on their phone, is that if you just get into straight text, they really don't know what's going on. So I like to always have an email headline. Now, the email headline on its own can be anywhere up to 17 words. Okay. So you can make something a little bit larger. I'll often make that in red. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's like a headline to a page or any magazine that you might put or see or an, an ad in the paper. And the easiest way to look for, for ads for me, and this is where I gain a lot of uh, inspirational insights myself, is in a Sunday mail around – Australia. I think in, in Sydney it's the Sunday Telegraph. Here I'm from Adelaide, so it's the Sunday Mail here. There's a magazine inside called Body Talk, I think it's called. Um, Body and Soul, that's the name of it. And inside there's a lot of people who write ads, and you'll see the big headlines. So that can help people to, to look for different um, 
uh, headlines on emails, but basically you're looking for something to really spark the interest further and then entice someone to read the email more. Kurt, would this headline go before a salutation or greeting or do you not use a salutation? I've found no difference. I certainly do a salutation, so I'll always be when they've opened the email, I'll be, hi, Fiona, and then I might put the headline. I've also experimented by putting the headline and then put, hi, Fiona, and and segue off the headline. I found no difference where it gets placed. Mm -hmm. It's all going to come down with your individual style, which way you like to go with it. Okay. So I'm not finding that any different. Okay, with with the salutation, is it? I suppose it comes down to your personal style, whether it's high or dear, or you know, however formal or casual you want to make it. Is that it's come down to who you are as a person and your relationship with your community? Oh, absolutely. One of the things to take in mind here is that when a person receives an email, you are interfering with them, you are interrupting their day. So you need to use the salutation that they know it's from you and the way that you speak. So it's your personal speak that needs to really come into play. I use hi. Um, that's the way I, I always do it. If you speak to people and they understand that you go hey and put their name, then go with that. Or, but I would go against dear because one of my the keys to sales, from one of my perspective, is people buy from friends. So you'd never speak to somebody saying, you know, dear Mary or dear Fiona. You know, it, you're always saying, well, what's this? This is not you speaking to me. And an email should always be written in the first person as, although you might send out a thousand emails, it's got to be written so the person thinks it's their email, exactly. if that makes sense. Yes, that's right. Yeah, as if, as if you're talking to one person rather than to many. Yeah, and that one of the biggest um, failures I see in people email marketing, they'll put something like, hi, everyone. And so you've lost them there. You should be, you have to personalize it. Well, sorry, you don't have to. You'll get a better response rate if you personalize it and you write it to just one person. So you use your salutation that they would say, yeah, that's Fiona. That's the way she speaks. Yeah. And, you know, I think this applies almost to copy anywhere that you use in your marketing, whether it's on a sales page, your website, your emails. If, if people feel that you are speaking to them as a person, and this comes down to, I suppose, being very clear about who your target market is, and we're not just your target market, but if you drill it down to – I always imagine I'm speaking to a specific person. I've actually – develop a person in my mind. I know the age of that person. I know where this person lives. I know what she's interested in. I know how many children she's got. So when I'm writing it, I find it easier to get into that personalization. Uh, and that's that's very crucial, when, especially in copy and, and specifically email marketing where you, your emails can tend to be have less words. So you've really got to condense it down mm-hmm. and um, target your audience more particular. The um, just on those that headline, I, I talk about you know maybe sixteen to twenty words at the most mm-hmm. that you want to go in that that headline of an email. Okay, and as far as the headline, uh, I mean I'm a big fan of emotional using emotional direct response copy. Do you use the same sort of strategies in this headline, or is it something different? No, exactly the same. Exactly the same way that you do that. You know, you put. The, the emotional direct uh, response advertising and copy is just so important because people buy emotionally and they justify logically later. So we've got to keep the emotion going. So the easiest way, again, for uh, li- the listeners is that I can give you the examples in the books. But 
grab Body and Soul from the Sunday Mail. I think, as I said, it's the Sunday Telegraph in Sydney. Uh, I was over there recently, and I was pretty sure it was in the Sunday Telegraph. And not that I'm plugging them, but the book, the, those ma- those magazines, they've got copywriters from a, you know, the very highly paid copywriters. They have to write ads. And if you flick the pages, there's all of these headlines. Or just go the other way. Go to the newsagent. Have a look down the women's uh, book stands. Is that on the front page are all headlines being written to try to grab you, to, gra- to get you to pick that magazine off the shelf, flick through and buy it. Yeah. So they're great resources for people to get headlines from. Yeah, and and, to, and as I mentioned before, creating a swipe file, get a folder or, or, or create a, a a file on your computer, but store these uh, these headlines somewhere where you can access them easily. Because when you go to write your emails or your copy for your site, it's so good to be able to refer to them and and twist them into whatever it is that you need to use them for. Oh, you're giving away a secret of us, Fiona. You're absolutely right. There's, <laughs> it's not a memory game. I've got a book here that's got 597 different headlines in it. So I'll pick it up and I'll just flick through. And then one will resonate. I might go through the whole 597 and don't like any of them, but invariably you'll pick it up 10 minutes later and then one will jump off the page for you. But it must also be hooking into the copy. So you can't fool people. As you mentioned before, it must be congruent. But there are many templates out there, and if people just Google um, headline templates, there'll be plenty of free resources on the internet for them to go and grab those from. Yeah, and in in the Mentoring Mums Online program, which is our membership program, we have uh, we also have a big swipe file of headlines in there as well that they can access. Oh, great. And that's what they need. And and just to help people, it's not a memory game. Don't worry if you're going to be looking at somebody else. All the greatest marketers in the world have pinched or used or swiped somebody's headline at some stage because success breeds success. If one was successful, have a slight change, use it. Yeah, so there's no, no need to completely reinvent the wheel. No, I never do. That's uh, <laughs> that's silly. We can be the, great, the greatest imitators. As long as we put our own twist on it, that, that's, all, that's all fine. Oh, absolutely. There's nothing wrong with that. And, and TV shows do it, movies do it, everybody yeah. does it. Um, if you come up with a great idea, you might be broke because uh, um, you'd be taking a long time to come up with that original idea. Yeah, exactly. My fourth tip for everybody is now comes down to, do you write short copy or long copy? Short copy, we mean, is it a short email or is it a long email? No, no, that's a burning question, definitely. Mm. Okay, let me give you – these are the three things what email marketing is about for me. All my clients understand this. Email marketing has got three crucial elements. One is the list. You've got to have a list of people. If you don't have a list of people, you can't go and email market. You can't market. So you have to go and build that list somehow. The second part is you've got to have a relationship with your list. So the first is you've got to have a list. You've got to have a relationship with your list. And then the third one's the offer. So to me, a lot of mistake email marketers get or have at the start is that they do have a list and what they want to do is try to sell somebody something straight away without actually building a relationship. You need to build a relationship on the basis that give people value, 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 and then maybe you might be able to sell them something is that I'm forever taking on new clients and saying, stop trying to sell something because everyone wants to sell and said, provide them with information, provide them with um, worthwhile tips, provide them with things that's going to make their life easier, solve their problems, give it away to them for free in your email marketing. 
and people will start to follow you. Uh, the moment that you just keep selling, they'll dump you because they're saying, oh, they can see what you're doing and they don't, they're not ready because email marketing is about the right message to the right person at the right time. So invariably, you've got to build that relationship first. So the question is, is it long, long copy or short? It doesn't matter. It really doesn't matter. There's... I have um, written emails. I wrote one the other day that I that I let people know it went thirteen pages, and in an email. In an email, and someone, somebody on Facebook, sent me a message because I put on Facebook. I just finished a thirteen page, and they said, "I bet no one will read it. They'll just skim over it." Um, I've contacted all of the people, and I know that this email, every person read every word because there was a particular reason why they needed to. And I didn't respond to that person on Facebook because I didn't have to because I said, that's, you're not part of the crowd. You don't know what the email is about. You don't know the subject line. You don't know what the content. These people were feverishly waiting for this email to arrive. They needed this information and they needed to follow all of the email to get the information to solve what they needed to solve. So I know that it was all the words were, were read. I have, we say in this game, it can't be too long. It can only be too boring. Yeah, and it's the same with sales pages, squeeze pages, whatever. You know, the copy should be as long as it needs to be to get the job done. That's correct. I'm a big believer of, and he just passed away uh, a while ago, Stephen Covey's Habit Number Two in his book, Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. He wrote it in 1990. It's one of his world bestsellers. Mm. Habit number one was be proactive, which go and do something, which which is great. Uh, habit number two is um, begin with the end in mind. So before I even start, writing an email for myself and my clients are saying, what are you trying to achieve here? What's the purpose of the email in the first place? And invariably, what I end up with is you're not writing one email, there's a sequence of emails. So I'm about email marketing isn't writing an email, it's about writing three, four, five emails to, to achieve the end result. The end result might be the sale of something. So give people a method along the way, milestones along the way in emails that you try, that you get them there and you'll lead them to the final and here you can buy this. I was actually going to ask you that question, Kurt, because um, we're talking about give, give, give before you ask for the sale. Have you found that there's a certain amount of emails you should send out before you ask for that sale? Look, I have. Uh, three to five is my normal sequence. Mm-hmm. And I've, for some reason, seven always jumps in there at times. And that's only because it goes back to Phineas Barnum, P.T. Barman in the early 19, or 1800s when he was talking about um, in to get people to actually read a newspaper ad to come to the circus or to put whatever he's putting on. They discovered that it's about seven hits before somebody actually takes notice or, or uh, takes action. Mm-hmm. So the first ones, they might even see it. So I'm always three, five, or seven. For some reason, I go odd. So I'll go, what's the end in mind? That's what you wish to do. It might be to sell a book. So the first email might be letting people know that the book's around and you've written it and you're going to give them some um, some insight into the book. And the next one might be releasing chapter one or two on what it's about. And then it might be some responses that you've received from people about this book. And then you know, four or five email may be about some further uh, insights into the book. And then it might be around email six or seven talking about and here's how you can get it as well. Yeah. So you're not saying, I've written a book, who wants to buy it? And how long would the sequence take to go out? 
this will depend again on your crowd and I'm I send out to my crowd at least once or twice a week. There are emails that you'll receive on a daily basis, no doubt now, because I know you're into um, copywriting and emailing and you've got a, a good crowd on and a good network, so you'll receive daily emails. It's You let your crowd or your, or your list decide, but if you wish to be in business, and again, I'll get back if you want to be in business, you can't send out just once a month to people. You're not their friend. You, know, you, you contact your friends earlier than that. I sometimes can get some people down to fortnightly but I like to try to get them to send at least a weekly if not fortnightly and sometimes it might be one or two well look can I do this one I put out a special for June the 30th which was end of year financial sale um, I was quite happy for people to spend some money with me to take me on as a coach for 12 months and prepay so if you've had too much money in the bank and you want to offload a bit for the <laughs> and I was quite and that's how I wrote it you know you yeah. might have much money and and you need to find an expense hey why not give it to me and you take me on for virtually it was I gave you 13 months not 12 months worth of coaching to get in early what I did is um, near the end of the month it was about a week to go I think I sent out an email every day for seven days so because there was a short time frame involved that people needed to spend the money or invest is a better way isn't it uh, before June the 30th yeah. Okay. So it made sense that you did it, you know, over that, that length of time. Yeah. Definitely. If you'd like to become a mompreneur and spend more time at home with your family, thanks to a successful online business, then we can help. Join the Mentoring Moms Membership Program, Mentoring Moms membership program. and access a full range of step-by-step -step videos and supporting training materials. The Mentoring Moms Membership Program is an online business blueprint just for moms. To find out more, go to mentoringmomsonline.com. So, I mean, you've covered four already. If people wanted to find out what the rest of the seven steps are, how can they get access to that, Kurt? On my website, www.kurtjohansen.com, K-U-R-T-J-O-H-A-N-S-E-N.com. On the front page there, on the right-hand side, there's just a download, seven killer tips to get your emails read. They'll go in an autoresponder as well, uh, Fiona, and what that means is, um, they'll be able to learn what I do. So they'll receive automatically 10 emails over the next 10 days yep. and it'll help them with the book, describe the book and give them some other tips as well. So they get the, the book itself, which is about um, 29 pages or 32 pages, something like that offhand. And what they also receive then, my daily tips about the book as well. So they can understand how to set these things up. Oh, that sounds like such a fabulous resource, especially for people who are just starting out and really don't know anything about email marketing. And I'm sure, you know, that we've got listeners on this podcast who are just jumping on their computer already going to download that ebook. Whilst we've, we're speaking about autoresponders, uh, Kurt, we uh, just like to talk about our resource of the week. People might not even know what an autoresponder is. And I know that the resource that you wanted to share happens to be one of those. Can I ask you to maybe talk about what an autoresponder is and your favourite uh, one that you use? Oh, for sure. The email marketing to be successful for you is that you do need a separate email sending program. So you don't send it through Outlook. Um, I particularly use personally Outlook Express for just my private things because I like that program. It's very distinct and separate for emails. But for my email marketing, there are many products out there. The one that I use is an Australian product. It's called Smart Email. And that, again, you'll find it at www 
www.smartemail.com.au. If people put then forward slash Kurt after it, um, I recommend this product and they'll show a little video about me. But on Smart um, Email itself on the website, you can get a free trial, but it is an autoresponder program, which means you can put in unlimited contact lists, unlimited number of contacts can go in it. You can do an autoresponder, which means that you can set up automatically a range of emails to be sent out periodically. For instance, my Seven Killer Tips book, you'll get an automatic email saying, here it is, click on this link, and there's what we call a double opt-in on that one. But then a person the next day, 24 hours later, will receive an email. And my first um, email on that one is saying, thanks very much, yesterday you downloaded my book, and that's great, but you probably haven't even opened it, have you? You probably haven't even read it yet, have you? And I get so many emails back from people saying, how do you know that? And <laughs> You're so cheeky. <laughs> Because this is what happens. Yes. And I say, so what I'm doing is enticing them. said, look, go to your printer now, print it off. It's 32 pages. Have it alongside you because tomorrow I'm going to send you another email. I'm going to help you with the first tip, but you'll need to have the book there. Now go and do it now. Yes. So this That's is that all- call to action, isn't it? Call to action. It's done automatically. Yeah. And so I, I know people have downloaded it because I get those type of emails weekly. How do you know that? Yeah. Um, are you in my computer? And I most of the time I didn't know they downloaded it, but you know we catch up with that later. And then what? I'm, so what? They're pre-programmed emails, and you've got to think about a person downloaded this. What are the things I can help them with? And so what I actually do is then explain a little bit longer on what the tips in the book are and also do some a little some videos some powerpoints that can be program uploaded to youtube or another hosting program that you like so they can click on the link and they can follow that a little bit more as well and the thing i love about uh, these using autoresponders kurt is that it is leveraged you know and especially as mums who are already busy looking after children and also running a business if anything we can do to make our life more leveraged is really important so once you've done the work ladies and you've you've got these emails written and you've set them up in your autoresponder it just runs on its own and it's just like magic isn't it and the word is magic. Is yeah. it just it, it runs on their own, and you can go in and change them at the time. And I've I'm a big believer that the people are hot and heavy, which is just a terminology when they've downloaded something from you in the first ten days. Yes. So I don't go back to another. How often do you email people? My autoresponder is: you're going to receive an email from from me every day for ten days. You also go into a list that you'll receive my regular updates and things that I do, but you'll also, but you, you must get those 10 unless you opt out of it. And the beauty about that for yourself as a business owner is you can then lead people and help them give them plenty of information. And I'm not trying to sell anything there. I think until about the seventh email, I talk about if you need a hand, then I've got different coaching levels. So it's all about providing more information so people can go ahead and do it themselves. Yep, perfect. Mumpreneur's Listener Dilemma. Now, you mentioned just a moment ago a term which some people might not be familiar with. It's double opt-in. Um, and this actually leads into our listener dilemma. Uh, we've got Angie from Sydney who has a, just got a very, very big database and she wanted to import it into a different autoresponder called Aweber. Yep. And Aweber has something called double opt-in. And she wanted to know... 
is it okay for her to import this database and force everyone to opt in again to this list or can she do it without forcing them to do it and does that break any spam laws? Okay, it's a great question, Angie. AWeber, and I'm totally, totally conversant with AWeber, AWeber is an American program that forces people to double opt-in to a list. So you can't receive anything. And AWeber is set up because it's a USA base and they run under called the um, CanSpam Act there. We in Australia do not have that law that you have to have a double opt-in. So we're separate from what the Americans do. My concern with AWeber is that you've got a legitimate list that people love to follow you, but as soon as you hit AWeber, they'll make sure that you must double opt-in so you can lose most of the list because people are going, what are you doing? I've already given that. So I'd like to just probably discuss that with Angie if she'd like to contact me. We'll give those details later a little bit more because AWeber is a fantastic program and please don't get me wrong, but there is a requirement under their regulations that everyone must be double opt-in so you just can't add a list to AWeber yeah it's one of the pro one of the programs why I like using smart email which is an Australian based one and very quick and fast service is the fact that we can take a list from our clients and then load it up into smart email and it doesn't require that double opt-in so if you've got Australian clients only, obviously that's not a problem, but you spoke about the spam laws in America or the US specifically. If you've got an international list, do you need yep. to abide by those rules? I'm The, the way that the, the spam laws work, in Australia we run under the uh, Spam Act of 2003 and the Spam Act in 2003 quite clearly states that it's where your email's coming from or originating from. So I have a lot of international clients and I run, therefore, under the Australian laws. I don't, at times, want double opt-ins on different products that I have and I won't do that. However, what I've discovered on my 7 Killer Tips book, which we've been speaking about, that is a double opt-in because I found that I was receiving, uh, once your name gets out there internationally, a multitude of false addresses signing in. Right. So under protection for myself and not some, can I say this, some idiots downloading it because what happens is that once you get your name known internationally um, or people find a great resource is then it's not Bob down the local mechanic shop or, or Mary at home as a mumpreneur trying to do their business. You find just weird names and Yahoo addresses and Gmail accounts and all these all these strange email addresses hitting your account and wanting to get your gear. So I want to provide my products to legitimate people. So I went to double opt-in and what you find on those robots and that who go on the sites and download things is because of double opt-in, they don't go back in and click the button because they're not aware of that. They're just trying to get the free product. I really like that distinction, Kurt, because it's not just about protecting them about against being spammed. It's about protecting you from being spammed too. And I, I had an issue like that um, only recently where I Every two or three minutes, I had an, an opt-in, a, a sign-up onto my list, but they weren't confirming it. Yep. And it went on for about three days, and it was absolutely ridiculous. But eventually it stopped. Obviously, they gave up the, whatever the robot or program was that was trying to hack into it. But um, So it is about protecting yourself as well, isn't it? Well, I think so. The, 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 to where Angie's coming from, she's got a list to put into AWeber. They'll make you go in get a double opt-in from everybody. That's their, their current law. I don't know what it because it might have changed overnight. That was their current laws, you know, what I knew as at yesterday. So 
finding a new autoresponder or email sending program is important if you've got an Australian-based list or any list that you want to use a different one is that you don't need that double opt-in from an existing list. Yeah. We're talking about somebody signing up for a list. It's often wise to get them to double opt-in. Yeah. Fantastic. All right. Fantastic. Thanks for sharing that. This is Mumpreneur's online must-have resource of the week. Now, Kurt, you're a very generous man, and before the call, you were telling me that you wanted to do something pretty special for our community. Would you like to share what that is? There's a couple of things, Fiona, and and thank you for this. Um, I'm prepared to offer any one of your callers from 20 minutes to 30 minute free chat with me and about their specific email marketing. We do that by, if they go to my website, www.kurtjohansen.com, there's a contact page. There's a big button that says Contact Kurt. If they left their details, said, um, I'm part of Fiona Lewis's group, then uh, leave their email address, their mobile phone, and I'll contact them, and we'll sit down and we'll have a bit of a chat to see how you know how they could be more effective with their email marketing. That's at no cost. That's free of charge. I'm, I like what you're doing, and I'm very comfortable of who you are to and your crowd would obviously be following you for a reason so I share that with them sincerely so that's the first one there's a couple of things that people if they want to just go and grab some resources themselves again on my website we spoke about seven killer tips but under the testimonials on my website there's a five testimonials about who I am that people have uh, gracefully given me there's a little link down there and it talks about there are only eight different types of emails Now, if they click on that link and uh, they need to sign up for the book, but I've written a 29-page report or e-book on there are only eight different types of emails and also give examples. And I have that there. It's not hidden, but it's down below, so nobody, you need to know that it's there. But I have a lot of clients who say, Kurt, you've, you've taught me the formatting on what to write, as in the subject lines, the headlines, et cetera, but... I just don't know what to write. So I wrote this report to help people understand what they can write. There are only eight different types of emails they can, you can write. So as a matter of grabbing one of those, having a look at an example. So you should never be lost by sitting there saying, I don't know what to write this week. Yeah, that's, just, that is absolute gold. <laughs> I'll, be, I'll be downloading that myself. In that as well is I've put a, just a little video there so people get to see who I am. And, and the purpose of this download and, and the strategy behind is to say, you'll go on the page, it'll have a two-minute little video of me saying, look, everything's legit, just put your name down below. And I do not, and for those people who want both books, I do not use this list of there are only eight different types of emails to market to. Okay. I have it there just to make sure that legitimate people take it, but I don't uh, at any stage. You won't get uh, multiple emails from me. You'll only get emails from me if you sign up for 7 Killer Tips. Yep, okay. Wow, I mean, they're such generous offers, Kurt, and uh, I know that I will be definitely accessing these. Ladies, if you're not currently doing any email marketing or if you are and you're struggling with it, you're not quite sure what direction to take, please take Kurt up on his offers. Download these free reports, but also the 20-minute strategy session. I I mean, that that is a very, very generous offer, Kurt, and I'm extremely grateful that you've done that for our community. Fiona, my pleasure. One of the buzzy statements I like to, to get out to my clients is to say, email marketing is an art, it's not an act. Anybody can send out an email. 
But if you want to get email marketing correct and get it working in your business, and if you're going to be in business, be in business, then learn some of these tips and techniques that I've learned over the last four or five years. I know they work, and there's no doubt they're going to work for anybody who takes them on. Certainly, it's going to enhance what they're doing now for sure. Fantastic. All right, Kurt. Well, thank you for your time. I'm sure that we'll touch base again because that's probably we've only just scratched the surface in, when it comes to email marketing. So perhaps you'll come and uh, do another podcast for us. Uh, absolutely. At any time, Fiona, it's, you know where I am. It's just a matter of just giving us a buzz and I'll certainly help out. I'll take you up on that offer. Thanks so much. Thank you. Bye. Bye. This has been another episode of Mumpreneurs Online with Fiona Lewis. Take control of your life. Start your own online business and live the lifestyle of your dreams. To find out how, visit mumpreneursonline.com now.